Welcome to the Scott Shepherd Podcast. I am a man on a mission to create an army of independent writers, creators, and thinkers who make a hell of a living doing what they love. And it all starts with one thing, and that is doing things the old way, the hard way, the deliberate way, the anti-net way. Listen in as I share thoughts and rants of what goes on behind the scenes as I create an independent knowledge empire where I get to spend my days doing what I love, reading, writing, and thinking while making a hell of a living and helping my people do the same. Hey, what's up, friend? Welcome back to another episode of The Daily Scott Shepherd. Today's episode is number 203. It's being recorded and streamed from Little Italy, San Diego, California, on a Tuesday at 4.10 p.m., What we are going to jump into today is where I left off yesterday, and I'm going to share with you the reason why, and it may surprise some of you, that I don't have a 100% analog anti-net. And if you're just tuning in, you're going to need to brush up on what an anti-net is and what a Zettelkasten is, and essentially what we're doing is building a second brain, okay? And you can check out my previous episodes, probably if you listen to the last, I don't know, 10, you will be caught up to speed on where we are at right now. And it essentially revolves around a journey that, well, I am on and I'm helping other people on that entails... Implementing a system of managing your own knowledge, your own reading knowledge, and your own ideas in such a way that you're able to become a publication machine. You're able to create genius-level work. And one of my main contentions and theses is that, well, analog and the actual act of writing by hand is something that should not be removed and replaced with digital. When you think on paper, there is something that happens, which researchers have found and backed, in that one gains a far deeper understanding of the concept and gets the concept essentially neuro-imprinted on their mind in such a way that writing via keyboard and typing does not compete with and it's not even close and here's the thing in yesterday's episode i left off by telling you that well for my bibliography part of my anti-net i actually do not use an analog form such as an index card that Lumen used. And the reason is, centers on the fact that how I learned the anti-net and first stumbled upon it, the, the book that I read simply said that, well, quote, I strongly recommend that you use a free program like Zotero. 
And that is all of the instruction that it provided for me on how to actually build the bibliography portion of the anti-net. And so quite frankly, I had zero idea for how to actually build a bibliography without using a tool like Zotero. And that is essentially what Sanke Arens's tutorial was on creating your own reference system, aka a bibliography. It was no more than a quote on page 30 of his book in the, the Gospel of Arensian Notes, according to Arens, that a reference system and is a strong, here's basically his point. He strongly recommends one to use, quote, a free program like Zotero on page 30. And that's really essentially all he has to say about how to build your own reference system. So I had no idea actually how to build a reference system. I do now because I've gone through the archives of Lumens, Antinet, and... As of yesterday, I've just begun experimenting with creating the bibliography, the reference management system, in analog form. And i got to tell you, for regular books that you read, it's fantastic. I will say that for capturing and documenting online websites and web pages, I think Zotero is still the preferred tool or whatever bibliography software that you wish to use. And that is because you're able to capture a local version of the web page. And also, it's like you don't want to write out HTTPS colon slash slash and then some very extensive and long website address URL. And I think that is impractical. However... For actual, regular, real books, I think that it is indeed important to create and manage your own bibliography in your own analog antinet. And I'll talk on that later. But I want to jump back to the topic of why I do not foresee integrating and moving to a digital format for my index. Meaning, when you think of your knowledge tree, when you think of your mind, you need to, you first start with a keyword or a key term that you think of in your head for the idea or for the concept. And this part of your brain, this is the index, and this is part of your anti-net, is the index. And as I said yesterday, I could actually foresee someone, and even perhaps even Lumen even experimenting with a digital version of the index, such as, well, creating it in Excel or in another alphabetized type of database to allow you to navigate your mind and your knowledge tree and your second mind, essentially, and your anti-net. And by the way, 
those terms I use somewhat interchangeably, but the overall goal is to actually create a second mind, almost like you literally have a, a second mind out there captured in, well, a note card box in a note card tree, which I use the term anti-net, which is analog, note, thinking, internet, or some other acronym that is a close variant of that. Now, yesterday I touched upon how I don't foresee myself switching to from analog and analog index, which is what I currently use today, to a digital index. And the second reason for that is that I actually somehow developed and stumbled upon and evolved a version of the index which has proven to be quite useful and beneficial for managing the the key terms. And it's been beneficial without it becoming a burden and running into the problem of, well, having to sort things alphabetically. You see, instead of attempting to have all of the, let's say, a key term for like the key terms for like that begin with A, right? Instead of having all of the A's on a card for the larger concepts that have like multiple noteworthy noteworthy note card IDs across branches of my anti-net. So if I have a concept that I know will be explored extensively by myself, and I know it will be extensively explored across various different branches of my mind, uh, for instance, like the concept of authenticity, right? Authenticity is a concept that has uses within like mass persuasion and marketing. And then there's, you know, the key to dating and relationships is authenticity, which is a different branch. And so you're going to have two separate entries, essentially, that point to different areas of your knowledge tree, different branches, you know, like the mass persuasion and marketing branch and the dating branch and the relationship branch, right? And there will be separate authenticity entries. Um, and each authenticity entry will be placed within each branch, right? So, if I know that authenticity is going to be a big concept, then instead of listing it in this massive list on a four by six inch index card down a list, I instead create a dedicated separate three by five index card. And at the top of it, it says authenticity on the three by five index card. And let's use a, a more practical, straightforward illustration. Say I have a lot of important aspects in research on the concept of risk. And in this case, I would create a three by five inch note card 
dedicated entirely to risk. At the top, it would say risk, just like authenticity. And its sub-entries, you can find its cross-references across different branches and other fields in different contexts. For instance, at the top, it says risk. And then one entry would be risk and awareness and readiness. And then it would list the actual fixed ID address for the note card. For instance, like 333-10E19D. And yeah, that's where you can find it in your knowledge tree. And don't go cross-eyed or get confused about those numbers. It's actually pretty freaking easy once you once you learn it. Another example would be you'd find another entry there. It would be like risk and media. And then the address would be 32 slash 3G slash 3N. And then another entry would be risk and decisions. And then that value for its fixed ID address would be something like you know, 3-10D, right? And so you have one card dedicated to risk and allows you to just grow that one without having to actually resort and alphabetize and create like this massive list that is hard to manage. Now, before I give myself too much credit for devising this evolution of the index and basically Lumen's system. And before you write off this idea, in other words, as something that Lumen didn't do and probably he didn't do for a good reason, you should also know one thing, and that is this. See, Lumen actually did precisely what I have just outlined. In fact, the example on risk, that is actually taken from Lumen's anti-net himself. And I will provide with you the source of where you can find that in the written version of whatever this work turns out to be, which is probably going to be a book or some other publication, and you'll get it in the written format. But real quick, the reason why Lumen did not do the dedicated 3x5-inch note card is that he was constantly paranoid about the size of his anti-net. You see, he built his with the explicit plan of using it for 30 years. And he planned to do such as he built his theory of everything for the entire field of how society works. And with the limited space available in his office, which from photographs we can actually see his office, and it's quite literally smaller than... Kim Kardashian's closet. Well, and actually, know this. I'm not referring to her main closet, mind you. I'm referring to her handbag closet. And yes, she has a closet for handbags. And you can find a picture of it, which I will provide to you on the footnotes in 
well, the written version of this. And you can find a, a picture of her handbag closet. And you know, you'll notice that on the floor there's a bunch of handbags and purses just uh, thrown about. That total, according to one article, more than $100,000. And that's probably $100,000 per purse. <laughs> and so, basically, Lumen's office was smaller than Kim Kardashian's handbag off or closet or office, whatever it is, right? So, indeed, if you are working on a 30-year-long quest to provide human society with an understanding of itself for the first time in history, meaning an understanding of what society even is, and if your available space to do so is smaller than Kim Kardashian's handbag closet, then you may want to condense your index card entries to one card comprised of an alphabetical list, kind of like what Lumen did. Kind of like a dictionary, essentially. Otherwise, I think you're going to be safe to use and create a 3x5-inch index card for your key concepts, for the ones that have a lot of contextual, different connotations across different branches in your brain. And on the subject of Nicholas Lubin creating a theory of society for 30 years on how society works, I think that with my illustration of Kim Kardashian's handbag closet engulfing Lumen's office in terms of size and, well, status and stature, then I actually have stumbled upon and I think I have created my very own theory of everything for society. And, well, my theory of everything for society can be summarized in the very fact that an intellectual mind of Nicholas Lumen's stature was so confined that, well, he was so confined that society deemed it natural and fine for resources to be allocated to some chick who probably can't spell. Well, I don't want to say that. Actually, I found out. Okay, I'm, this now I'm revealing. I I think I've stumbled upon because you know in the the rare times that I actually search TMZ and well decide to even out the building of my brain cells by absolutely destroying my brain cells by reading TMZ and gossip. I actually discovered that I think she studied for the bar and maybe passed and you know, so so maybe she can read, okay, and spell. So I don't want to deride her too unfairly. But the very fact is that her handbag closet is freaking larger and bigger and engulfs the office that Nicholas Lumen had, such that he could not actually create 3x5 index cards like I do because he was so limited on space. <laughs> that, my friend, is my theory of society, and that should show you, well, what society is.
So on that note, I'm going to head out of here and, well, leave you be, but not first without making you aware that you should always remember to stay crispy, my friend. Scott Shepper signing off, 429 p.m. See you tomorrow. Hey, real quick. This podcast was made possible by my sponsor, which is me. Yes, frickin' me, Sir Scott of Shepard. You see, I am committed to never shilling some dildo-freaking-hipster-crappy product like all the other podcasters do, all right? So my only ask is that you spend 10 seconds right now, pull to the side of the road, even if you're on the frickin' freeway, and rate and review this podcast. Then share it with a friend. That's my only ask. You see, this will help spread my movement. I want to create an army of 1,000 independent writers, creators, and thinkers who get to spend their days doing what they love. Writing, creating, thinking, and taking notes using analog tools, while also making multiple six figures if they even choose to. And more importantly, I want to help my people build a tribe, a tribe of people that they were meant to serve. And so by rating and reviewing this podcast right now, you will directly help me and many others in achieving this mission. Peace.